Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Before I begin my message, um, I will want to start with a story. So just a quick shout out to uh, Tiong and Rachel, if you're listening. Um, they are ex-Bristol and ex-Edinburgh coordinators. Um, they, you know, sometimes when they preach, they start with a story. And I am also going to start with a story. <laughs> just to help me, you know, get, get into the mood. Yeah, so let me begin with a story. Um, for some of you that may be new and you don't know me very well, uh, my husband and I, Gareth, we moved here about three years ago because I got a job here as a product manager. Now, that's another story for another day, how I got this job. Uh, you can speak to me or uh, ask me sometime later. Um, yeah, so what it means uh, to be a product manager is that you lead a team of software engineers to build um, mobile or web applications like uh, Facebook, you know, TikTok, Instagram, um, Deliveroo. But disclaimer, I do not work for any of those companies. So if uh, your WhatsApp is not working or your Deliveroo, you only got a 10 pound discount, someone else got a 50 pound discount, don't ask me. I don't know why, okay, don't ask me. Anyway, yeah, so uh, as a product manager, uh, it's a very exciting and fun job. Uh, you get to see um, you know, people actually using the app that your team and you have built. And uh, yeah, the work was going really well. Um, I got to work on a lot of different projects. I uh, got to meet a lot of um, very talented and very smart colleagues from all over the world. Um, and I even got to visit several countries like uh, Poland and Russia. Yeah, so um, earlier this year, I actually set myself a goal. You know, I, I said, okay, uh, I've been here for a while. Um, let's aim for a promotion. So I was actually working uh, hard to, to, to get to that goal. Yeah. So then uh, July rolled around, and uh, so I, I had some you know, positive expectations. I was even hopeful that I would hear some good news. Yeah. And um, I think you may already guess where I'm headed with this story. Uh, no, I did not get a promotion. Um, but not only that, um, I was actually told that actually, uh, Karen, your performance was not up to mark. Yeah. So at that point in time, um, I was really stunned. And I was really at a loss for words. There was a million thoughts going in my head, like, why, but how, but, you know, things were going so well, and now you're telling me this? Like, yeah, I really was just... At a loss, I didn't know how to react. Um, and to make matters worse, um, that was July. But in September, which was two months away, my work visa would expire. So then suddenly it became very real. Um, I was told I'm not good for the job and my visa was expiring. So does that mean that I'm going to be out of the job and I can't stay in this country anymore? Yeah, so there were a lot of um, thoughts going through my head. Um, I don't know how many of you have experienced something similar like that, where you know you thought everything was going well, you had all your plans laid out, yeah. and then suddenly something um, you know just happened like that, and all your plans just crumbled, yeah. or you were you had everything in line, you knew what you were going to do, and then suddenly something comes in your way, and there's a roadblock, and then you don't know yeah. how how do I proceed yeah. anymore? Yeah. yeah, it can be. Something really, really small, like you're, you're waiting for your bus or, or, or your tube to, to go to school. 
and it's 15 minutes late. And you're like, I'm going to be late for my class. But, and you're frustrated because it's throwing a, a, a blocker in your plan, your day. And, you know, sometimes even that small thing, that 15 minutes, you're, it, it messes with your whole day. You're like, ah, yeah. So that could be something really small like that. Or for some of you, maybe you're working on your experiments in the lab and then uh, you're running your experiments and suddenly the machines aren't working. Or your cell cultures didn't grow and they died and you have to start all over again. You know, if you have like, you know, 10 experiments and you have to run 10 experiments again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we feel this pain and frustration when our plans get disrupted. Um, so today, that is what I'm going to talk about. So if you are taking down notes, uh, the title of my message today is Inconvenient Interruption. So a bit of an alliteration, a little bit wordy, but uh, I will explain. So Inconvenient Interruption. Uh, you know, if you look in the dictionary, the word inconvenience, it actually means a situation or a thing that causes you discomfort. Yeah. It is untimely yeah. or it doesn't suit your need. Yeah. And um, the word interruption it means something that stops your progress. You know, how many of you know that um, interruptions sometimes can be good? For example, you're, you're playing you know, video games or computer games for like five hours straight, and then you hear this like growl in your stomach. It's your body telling you that you need to stop and feed yourself. So that is a good interruption. Or you, know, you are doing your work throughout the day, and suddenly you get this call that interrupts you and say, hey, um, you've actually got the job that you were applying for, or, or you got the, you know, the, the, the role or this application that you're applying for, you've actually got it. So sometimes interruptions can be good. But today I want to talk about interruptions that are inconvenient, that messes with your flow, that you know, is uncomfortable, um, and, and it's not timely. You're like, why now? It shouldn't happen now. These kinds of interruptions that... Uh, just disrupts you and frustrates you. Um, but I have uh, some good news to share. Um, thankfully, we're not the first people ever to, to go through things like that. There are countless stories in the Bible of different ones being interrupted at different times in their lives. So today, I want us to look at the story of uh, three siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, that is found in uh, the book of John in chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles today, uh, I would like to invite you to turn to John chapter 11, uh, verse 1, and I think XTV will also have it on the screen, and uh, let's uh, read through the story. Now there was a certain man who was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Verse 4, when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loves Mary, Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. Yeah. 
So fast forward a few verses in front. We're going to verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Verse 21, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Now we're going to skip forward a little bit again towards the end. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Verse 39, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? 41, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave cloths, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Lose him and let him go. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, before I go any further, I, I get a sense that, you know, there's maybe there's someone here today that, that Jesus is saying, I want you to run out of your grave, just like the song that we were singing earlier. I want you to run out of your grave into my glorious day, into the light. But um, yeah, if that is you, I, I would love to be able to pray for you later. Um, but let's get back to, to the story. So just to quickly recap and summarize what happened. So Mary and Martha had a brother, Lazarus, who was not feeling well. And uh, in the Bible, it says that, you know, Jesus really loved these three siblings. Uh, maybe they were really close friends. We don't know. But uh, they had a special place um, in Jesus' heart. Um, so Mary and Martha sent a message to Jesus saying that, my brother is sick. Could you come? Uh, but Jesus didn't go immediately. He only came to see them a few days later. But by that time, um, Lazarus had already died. And not only that, he's already been in the tomb for four days. So in this story, there was an interruption here. And this interruption was called death. Yeah. You know, if I was in um, Mary or, or Martha's shoes, uh, I don't think I would be as calm as they were. You know, maybe my first reaction would have been to, to scream or to cry or to throw, kick something. I don't know. There could have been some kind of um, uh, outpouring. Which brings me to my first point, uh, let it out. Let it out. Sometimes when you face an interruption 
in your in your life. Um, you want to scream, you want to throw a tantrum, just you know, be really upset. Or sometimes something that you face is so personal and so deep that you don't even know how to share. You don't even want to put yourself out there to share it. You just want to keep it inside, um, put on this you know, face and say, I'm okay, everything is fine, but inside you might be hurting, you might be struggling. Um, well, the good news is that you can let it out. You know, don't just keep it to yourself. Let out that cry of help to God. Um, sometimes we think that when we pray, um, I... <laughs> My, my, my um, example would be, you know, sometimes when we pray, we think that uh, our prayer must be a curated, you know, Instagram feed. We only show God the nice things. We need to add a filter, you know, change the color a bit, put some stickers and some text and then show it to God. God, this is my life. It's, it's quite perfect. You know, you look at the different things that I've done, different places that I've been to. But our prayer should not be like our Instagram feed, okay? Um, God doesn't want to see an edited version. He doesn't want to see only the perfect version, but God wants us to cry out to Him. Even in the ugly um, you know, pictures that we see now, this one doesn't look good. God wants to see those things. God wants to see the real and the imperfect you. Just like how Mar- Mary and Martha went to Jesus with their true and honest feelings. You can even feel that disappointment in, in their voice. They were like, Jesus, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have been dead. You, know, they, you can tell that they were disappointed that Jesus didn't come to them much earlier. Yeah, God wants to be the first port of call, the first person that we go to when, when we are facing troubles or we're facing some kind of an interruption. You know, a, a port is um, a place uh, that a ship stops at um, on, on their journey. If uh, those of you from Malaysia, you can think of Port Klang. If you're from Singapore, you can think of Port of Singapore. And London has a port as well. It's called Port of London. I looked it up. There you go. Uh-huh. So, yeah, a port is a place where a ship stops. And why it stops is for the ship to um, unload cargo, but also to load up supplies, you know, um, make some repairs, uh, prepare them for the journey, um, and also as a shelter for when there is a rough, Uh, conditions out there. So God wants to be our port of call when we are facing uh, rough situations in our lives. He wants us to unload, you know, our burdens, our worries, our fears, but then He also wants to fill us with His goodness, with His promises, and also with His truth. God wants us to uh, make repairs to our heart, Different parts that have been wounded, have been hurt by people that we don't want to reveal to anyone. God wants to heal those hurt. Um, God also wants to be the one that supplies us with the provisions that we need. Whether it's, you know, boldness or courage to continue on your journey, God wants to be able to equip us. But first, we need to let it out to God. Which um, brings me to my uh, next point. I call it, let it go. So let it out and let it go. So sometimes um, when we are facing, you know, problems, sure, we can let it out. It's really easy. You want to tell anyone, you tell your parents, tell your friends, tell your brother, tell your sister. You know, you just want to just complain about things. It's very easy for us to to complain. 
Uh, we can talk about it on and on and on. Um, but the question is, can we let it go? Can we surrender the situation? Can we surrender the problem to Jesus? You know, other times, we, instead of uh, just talking about it, sometimes we are uh, trying to make sense of the situation with our own logic. Um, and and we, uh, sometimes with our own logic, we try to understand why things are happening to us. And when we do that, sometimes we uh, miss out on God's truth or we purposely ignore God's truth. Um, how many of you have told yourself, you know, uh, I, I failed the exam because I'm not smart enough. Um, I cannot get that job because I'm a failure. I can't do this because I don't have the talent or the skills. You know, we've told ourselves a lot of these different lies that we put on ourselves and we miss um, the truth of God's word. Yeah. So if you look again um, at the story, at verse 21, and how Martha responded to the situation. So she chose to surrender it to Jesus. So if you, go, um, if you have your Bibles and you look at verse 21, uh, it says, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So she did let it out to God. She basically gave Jesus all her disappointment and frustration in that one sentence. But then immediately following that, in verse 22, she said, But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So she first, she let it out. And then after that, she let it go. She surrendered the situation to God. So church, just want to encourage everyone, whatever situation you're in, um, let's choose to say but to our situation. Even though your situation may seem like, you know, it's a dead end. You can't see the way out. But Jesus is the light of the world. If you follow the light, he will lead you out of your dead end. You know, it may seem hopeless. Your situation may seem like there's no more hope. But Jesus gives us hope because he has overcome death. So he can overcome whatever situation or problem you are in. It may seem like an impossible situation. But with Jesus, it is possible. So church, let's say this to our situation, whatever we may be facing. This is my situation, but Jesus is bigger than my situation. Yeah, that is uh, my second point. And moving on you know, to my third point, I call it, let it roll. So, <laughs> let it out, let it go, and let it roll. Yeah. So you might tell me that, Karine, you know, yeah, I've let it out. I've, I've prayed to God. Um, I've, I've surrendered the situation to Him. But then, you know, nothing has changed. My situation still stays the same. Yeah? How many of us, you have prayed earnestly? Um, you've been hoping for a change to your situation. You've been hoping that there will be a breakthrough. But things stay the same. Or maybe the problem, instead of becoming better, it actually became worse. Yeah, sometimes we may face situations like that. And like Martha, sometimes when you face unanswered prayers, all you want to do is give up. You know, Jesus went to the tomb where Lazarus was, and he actually commanded and said, move the stone away. But again, you can almost feel 
Martha's you know, exasperation and hopelessness in her response to Jesus. Um, instead of saying, okay, I will leave, lift and move the stone away, she was like, no, what's the point? He's been dead four days. There's even a smell. So, you know, like the situation is hopeless. Let's, let's just move on, not do anything anymore. Yeah. But just want to encourage different ones here that God can turn things around even though it seems like it's impossible. Yeah, I just want to repeat that again. God can turn things around even when it seems like it is impossible. But first, we need to roll away that stone in order to see a miracle happen. You know, Jesus could have easily moved a stone without any help from us. You know, he can tell the winds and the waves to be quiet and, yeah, the, the, they will obey him. So he could have told the stone to move aside and the stone would have just obeyed him as well. But Jesus wanted um, participation. He wants us um, to, to roll away our stones and put in the effort in order to see his victory. So my, my question for us today is, um, what are some of these stones in our lives that are preventing us from seeing God's miracles and interventions in our lives today? Could it be our unbelief? Could it be our need to control everything in our lives? Um, could it be the unforgiveness or the guilt that we're feeling, I'm not good enough, I've done so many wrong things, I don't think God will want to answer my prayers? Or could it be the things that we've been speaking uh, over our lives? You may be praying the right words, saying the right things at church, but inside you feel like everything is dead and you've been declaring to yourself death and hopelessness. Could this be the stone that is you know, blocking us from seeing and witnessing God's miracles in our lives. My encouragement for us is to um, roll away these stones in order to start seeing God move in our lives. Yeah, just want to um, come back also to my story um, to tell you how it ended. So earlier, I, I told you that, you know, this year I was chasing for this promotion, but at the back of my head, I also had a plan B. I'm not sure how many of you are like me. You like to make plans. You have plan A, you have plan B, plan C, plan D. In case plan A doesn't work out, there's plan B. If B doesn't work out, there's C and D and so on. I really like to be prepared. So, yeah, I was chasing for this promotion, but at the same time, I also had a plan B. And uh, some of the people in my uh, homes also know this. Um, for the past year, I have been you know, applying for other jobs, going for different interviews uh, as my backup plan. So I thought that, you know, in case this uh, promotion didn't turn out, then, hey, I can easily jump to a different company and get a step up in my career in another place. Um, well, nothing in the backup plan materialized. <laughs> um, the companies that I was uh, interested in either had no openings or, um, you know, they didn't sponsor a work visa. You had to be a resident. Um, and the other companies that I went to interviews for went through multiple stages, even to the final rounds, and then they said, sorry, uh, we decided to go with the other candidate. Yeah. So just like Martha at the tomb, 
I thought, okay, this is pointless. It's tiring uh, having to work hard at your job, day job, but having to spend the extra hours trying to prepare for interviews, you know, studying, uh, preparing model answers for interviews. Um, maybe different ones of you have done, gone through that before. And I thought, okay, this is pointless. Uh, let's just give up and, and move on. Um, then in, in June, uh, my husband and I moved to a new flat. It was unfurnished, uh, so we had to get some furniture. And for some reason, I decided to buy secondhand furniture from Facebook Marketplace. Of all places to go, uh, yeah, I decided to check Facebook Marketplace. And so, long story short, I, I purchased some furniture um, from Facebook Marketplace. And that, that transaction uh, led to a job opportunity, which led to a job interview, which led to a job offer. Yeah, it was a place that I didn't expect. It's not somewhere you would go to look for a job. Um, yes, I've been telling people that I got my job uh, at Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Maybe it's another story for another time. Uh, and I can also tell you how that happened. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can ask me later. But I'll, yeah, anyway. So yeah, I got my um, job on Facebook Marketplace. And I think the best part of it is um, looking back, you know, now, now I have hindsight, um, the best part was that uh, this company actually offered me the job one day before I had my performance review meeting with my manager. Wow. Yeah. Um, looking back, uh, God had already secured a future for me. Wow. He had already secured a job for me even before I was interrupted. Yeah. Did I want to go through that interruption? No. Did I like going through that interruption? No. But did I have to go through that interruption? Yes. Was it painful? Yes. But God had it all figured out even before I was interrupted. Yeah. I uh, just want to invite maybe the worship team uh, up again as I prepare to close. The interruption that I had was for my benefit so that my faith could be strengthened and I could witness God's miracle in my life. You know, if I didn't have to go through this interruption and I could um, get a promotion on my own or, or get a job uh, on my own, I would have thought that it was my own skills and my own abilities that got me this role and got me this promotion and I would have forgotten about God. And just like in the story, Jesus chose to show up a little bit late so that more people could witness an even bigger miracle um, on that day where he called out to Lazarus and he came out of that grave. So going through the interruption, um, did I have to let it out to God? Yes, I did. Um, even though there was a job secured, but you know, I still cried. I still journaled, cried some more, uh, complained maybe to my husband, um, complained to God, like, why God? Why this? Why does it have to be this way? You know, I thought I was doing well, and now all my plans are messed up. Why, God? Why? Um, really had to let it out to God. 
I also had to let it go, had to surrender my own definitions of what it means to be successful, uh, what it means to be uh, good at your job. Um, I was also dealing with um, feeling ashamed, you know, feeling like I had no self-worth, like I failed, basically. How do I even tell my parents, tell my family that I failed? And I also had to let it roll, really just have to go back to God's word and read and declare God's promises over my life. God's promises that, you know, He is the shepherd. He will lead you by still waters. He will provide for you the green pastures that you need. So you can look at any of the Psalms, which I did over and over again in the past, um, in that period. I was reading Psalms 23, Psalms 27, Psalms 42, Psalms 46. Whatever Psalm that you can turn to, you know, <laughs> really, Psalms is a really, really good place um, to start. And if you feel like I don't know where to start, I encourage you to just go to Psalms. Um, and the stories in there of David um, facing trials and tribulations even bigger than what, you know, you will go through. Um, so it is definitely a very, very encouraging place uh, to start. And whether we like it or not, we will always face interruptions, inconveniences in our lives. And um, God wants us to let it out, go to Him, because He's always there and He wants to be the first person that we turn to. Not our boyfriends or girlfriends, not our husbands or wives, but God wants to be the first person that we turn to. Um, God also wants us to let it go and surrender our plans, our fears, our anxieties, our worries. Just want, to, want us to cast it all on Him. And God also wants us to let it roll. You know, God wants us to remove our unbelief, to keep trusting Him, believe in His Word and His promises for us. You know, these three things is not something that you do once and be done with. It's something that we have to keep doing over and over and over again. Jesus wants us to continue hoping and believing in Him over and over and over again. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.